Welcome to the Lose Your Cravings podcast, taking a different approach to reducing your cravings once and for all with your host, Kisa Amaro, Certified Integrative Health Coach. Welcome back, my friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, and I help ambitious women transform their negative body image and obsession with weight into body confidence so they can show up fully in their life and their career. And hey, if you would like more support in reducing your cravings so you can maintain a healthy weight for good, then I invite you to schedule a complimentary call with me. On this call, I will share with you the exact blueprint you need to reduce your cravings for good. There's no obligation on this call, but if you would like to continue working with me, I would be happy to show you what that would look like. Now, I only open up a few of these calls each week, so if you would like support in reducing your cravings, then head on over to the show notes and follow my calendar link to book a call. Or if you want to know a little bit more about me, head on over to my website, kisaamaro.com. That's K-E-Y-S-A. AMARO.com. And while you're there, you can download my How to Stop Night Snacking guide for free. And this will pair with this episode perfectly. Okay, my friends, on to our topic for this episode. And like I alluded to, today we are talking about night snacking, right? We all do it. (laughs) At least I know I did. Um, And the reason I wanted to create an episode on this is because that it is probably the biggest problem that most of my clients struggle with, right? They can, you know, eat clean during the day um, or, you know, make, make, I don't want to say eat clean. They can make choices that serve them and have a little more control during the day, but it's that nighttime where they feel more out of control in making choices that serve them. Um, you know, they can eat really well during the day, but the evening comes, their craving set in and it seems impossible to stop eating. Um, and this is when the overeating happens and then the feeling of guilt and shame for that overeating, right? So who out there can relate, right? I totally can. (laughs) So first of all, I wanted to say this, there is nothing wrong with night snacking, But if you are struggling with your relationship to food or having digestive issues and know that night snacking is not serving you, you tend to like overeat, you're feeling stuffed, um, you're, you know, working on eating more moderation, then it's completely okay to want to reduce and even eliminate it, right? I know for me, night snacking was not serving me and it was not only causing digestive issues and like, you know, discomfort, but it was also that emotional discomfort. Okay. So nighttime cravings can seem so intense and strong, right? And like the, there's nothing we can do to stop them. We often feel hopeless around them. Like there's no solution for this, but I am here to give you some hope and guidance in this area. So if you struggle with nighttime snacking or cravings, grab a notebook and a pen because you're going to want to take notes during this episode. Now, before we go into the solution, let's take a deeper dive into what is going on in the first place. Why do we crave food at night and tend to give in to those cravings and overeat? Well, we all have this thing called willpower. And if you haven't listened to my episode on willpower, I suggest you do that. Uh, we have a lot of misconceptions about willpower and that it should and what it should be used for. So listening to that episode will help clear up those misconceptions and create 
a better understanding around how you act around food, right? And like the the role of willpower. So essentially, we start the day with a full tank of willpower, just like you have a full tank of gas in your car. So given that we've gotten a good night's sleep, because sleep is what fills up our tank. So usually in the morning, we've gotten a good night's sleep. We've got a full tank of willpower. Um, so we wake up with that full tank and it's really easy to say no to the donut or the caramel macchiato at the coffee shop, right? We've got that willpower. We're like, no, no, it's okay. I can, you know, get the egg bite and coffee with cream or black coffee or whatever. And then lunch comes around and you pull out your healthy meal that you prepared and eat and, you know, you use some willpower maybe to pass on the chocolate that is perpetually in the break room, right? Especially if you work in an office, if you go somewhere to an office, there's usually somebody brings in candy or treats or snacks or something. But then, of course, if you're at home, there's the pantry. So either way, it's a, it's a no win, right? Um, okay, so you've eaten, you've used some willpower for breakfast, for lunch. Now you're heading to the gym after work and have a protein shake after your workout and you get home to shower, make dinner for the family, clean up, get the kids to bed, take out the trash, pick up the toys, dishes, whatever else needs to be done around the house, right? So your evening's busy. You sit down on the couch and this may be the first time that you've really checked in with yourself the whole day, right? And once you sit down, the stress from work, taking care of the kids and taking care of the house, um, relationships, they catch up with you. Right? And you start to feel the stress, the frustration, maybe loneliness, agitation, or any other emotion that you were pushing down all day because it, you know, things just had to get done, right? Work just had to get done. Kids had to be taken care of, had to get to the gym, had to make dinner, had to clean. All those things. So any emotion you had throughout the day, you kind of just like suppressed it and pushed it down. And now it's the evening time, everything's done, you get to sit, you get to relax for a moment, and these emotions come up at the end of the day, right? And at this time, you're sitting with a mostly empty tank of willpower, right? You're on E. And thoughts of, you know, something salty would taste really good right now come in. And you think about the pretzels in the pantry, and then you think, no, I don't need those. They have too many carbs. And then the brain goes back and forth like this for a while about the pretzels. Like I should, they taste really good. I should have some. I'm like, no, you shouldn't. You don't need them. You've eaten really well all day. You're trying to lose weight or whatever comes in your mind. And your craving mind wants the pretzels and you are using what is left of your willpower to say no to the pretzels. The willpower eventually runs out and you grab the pretzels and start eating them while you watch your favorite TV show or scroll through social media. Then the pretzels turn into wanting something sweet. And you think, well, I already ate the pretzels, so I may as well just keep going. I'll eat better tomorrow. I'll start new tomorrow. So you grab something sweet from the pantry like fruit snacks or cookies. And the snacking just keeps going until you start to feel guilty or you are uncomfortably stuffed and it's time to go to bed. As humans, we tend to eat more at night because we are tired. We are processing emotions or trying to avoid them, right? Especially those uncomfortable ones. 
um, <clears throat> and our willpower is depleted. So we don't have any willpower left to be like, no, I can, I can pass on this. So this cycle continues day after day. And even though we so badly want to stop it, it keeps happening. So deeper than willpower, let's look at what is causing your nighttime cravings. Okay. So we're using this willpower, but what's underneath that? What if we, what if we addressed what was underneath that willpower and we didn't even have to use the willpower or if it was only there in like emergency situations? Okay. So there's three reasons I have that are causing your nighttime cravings. Number one, restriction. Number two, habit. And number three, emotional eating. So let's look at restriction first. When we restrict our food throughout the day, essentially we are not eating enough food. Usually when we're on a diet, then we have cravings for energy or food. So we're restricting carbs or we're restricting fat, restricting calories. We're not feeding our body enough calories and that's day in and day out and day in and day out. That's why like maybe a diet's a little bit easier like the first week you're like yeah this is fine but then like week two week three week four like it gets harder and harder so we're basically your body is just craving energy and energy comes in the form of food when your body doesn't get enough calories or energy it craves quick and easy energy which comes in the form of food that's high in sugar salt or fat so cue the chips, the pretzels, the ice cream, the trail mix, cookies, bread, and so on. When we don't eat enough nutrient-dense foods throughout the day, our body craves food that is easy to digest. The food that you don't necessarily want to overeat. The stuff that you're trying to stay away from in the first place. So if you are an avid restrictor of food, whether that be restricting carbs, fat, counting calories, macros, or any other type of restriction... Here is what you can do to help you reduce your nighttime snacking. Number one, eat protein at each meal. Okay, eat protein at each meal. This is so helpful to keep you fuller longer. It is the building block of our body and our body needs protein in order to maintain and build. So get that protein in at each meal. Okay, number two, incorporate healthy non-inflammatory fats into your meals. Adding these fats to your meals will help you stay fuller longer. Um, and I like to think of these fats, like if you look at a fire, um, like a campfire, um, I like to think of the, the fat as the bottom of the campfire. Those are those big logs that burn for a long time. And actually, when you go to put out your campfire, you actually have to put some water on it, like really get those embers out. Okay. That's like that slow burn. That's what fat is for our bodies. Like that slow burn keeps us fuller in between meals. Number three, I want you to plan your meals. This is really important for people who are busy, right? Too busy to eat. If you find yourself not eating during the day because you are too busy only to overeat at night, then I highly recommend that you plan your meals. This can be a game changer as it will allow you to plan ahead and have quick and easy ready for you meals during the day so that you get in more food during the day and lessen your need for night snacking. Okay. And number four is drink water. Okay. I cannot um, express this or 
emphasize this enough, drink water. Oftentimes when we're dehydrated, it can show up as feeling hungry. So be sure to drink water throughout the day to keep yourself well hydrated. And so we don't get those mixed signals. Okay. So the next thing that can keep you stuck in nighttime snacking is habit. Basically, you started snacking at night for some reason, and you did it over and over again that you have conditioned yourself to eat at night. If you're familiar with the habit loop, you essentially have created a habit around night eating. Okay, there is a cue, so something that triggers you to want to eat. Then you have a response, which is eating the food, and a reward. The reward is the dopamine hit from the food. So every time you experience this cue, it triggers you to want to eat so you can get that reward. Now I go more in depth in episode 68 where I talk about our habit loop. So if you are stuck in a habit loop around eating at night, here's what to do. Number one, identify the trigger, right? What is the trigger for you? Like that cue is the the habit loop term is the cue. Sometimes we call it a trigger. What is triggering you or reminding you to eat? Maybe it's the time of day. You know, the evening is your trigger. You don't have any more responsibility and it's quote unquote me time or time for you to relax and not have to worry about anything. Maybe it's a specific person. That person reminds you of a certain food or food in general, or maybe the thought of that person brings up stress for you and you eat food or drink in order to numb yourself from the stress, okay? Or it could be your environment. Is there something in your surroundings that triggers the thought of food? Maybe it's the TV. Many of my clients struggle with wanting to eat while they watch TV. They just go together, right? It's like peanut butter and jelly. Maybe it's sitting on the couch. You're used to drinking or eating on the couch. So when you sit down on it at the end of the day, your brain just wants to eat or drink. Okay, so number two, I want you to reframe your trigger. So once you've identified your trigger, I want you to reframe it. If your trigger is the time of day, so for instance, it's 8 p.m. and the kids are in bed and you have your me time, which usually consists of eating lots of yummy food. How can you reframe your me time? How else could me time look without it being centered around food? And is eating all the food really productive and serving me, right? Is that really me time, okay? Maybe instead of thinking of what can I eat, how can I treat myself in a way that serves me? right? How can I redefine me time? How can I treat myself in a way that serves me? Okay. Maybe it's making a cup of delicious, yummy tea. Maybe it is um, reading a book, painting your nails, listening to a really good podcast, coloring, um, needlepoint, (laughs) right? It could be anything. Um, And then lastly, if you are stuck in the nighttime eating loop or habit loop, create and implement another action instead of eating. Okay. So a question that is helpful to ask is how can I handle blank in another way besides eating? Right. So let's look at the example of me time, right? How can I create me time in another way besides eating? 
So make a list of things that you can do for me time that serve you. Maybe it's reading a good book, listening to a podcast, going for a walk, um, calling a friend, writing a book, right? Woodworking. I have a client who is going to be taking a woodworking class to help her dive deeper into a hobby of refurbishing furniture, okay? Because we talked about like, what are some other things you can do for me time? And she talked about like, oh, well, I really like refurbishing furniture, okay? How can you deepen your knowledge and get more into that and have that be your outlet, Um, And your me time, like time to like take care of yourself and do something for yourself and something that interests you, right? Other than eating, because really eating is not going to serve you, does not give you that positive net outcome, right? Refurbishing furniture definitely gives you a positive net outcome, right? So make a list of things that interest you and give give you a positive net outcome and have this list on hand and add these things into your evening routine. So what are things you can add into your evening routine that will help you break the habit of nighttime eating? Okay. So let's take a look at the last cause of nighttime snacking, and that is emotional eating. Now, this goes back to our willpower and how it depletes throughout the day. This is why a lot of us emotional eaters find ourselves eating at night versus in the morning or during the day. Yes, it can happen during the day or in the morning, but more often than not, it is in the evening. So when we are emotional eating, we are eating to cover up or numb ourselves from an unwanted or uncomfortable emotion. Maybe we had a stressful day. Maybe we're frustrated at our kids for not brushing their teeth when we ask them to. Maybe you had a fight with your partner or you broke up with your partner and you're sad or lonely. Or maybe you're just bored, right? These emotions are not fun to feel. So seeing as we have human brains, we don't like to feel discomfort. Our brain thinks that this is bad for our human survival. So we look for pleasure or comfort, and this comes in the form of food for many of us, right? Food is an easy way to get comfort, to get pleasure. And especially at night when our willpower is depleted, it is so much easier for us to give into our cravings and eat emotionally. When we eat food, we get a hit of dopamine, that feel-good neurotransmitter, and we feel better. Problem solved, right? Well, not necessarily, because that emotion is still going to be there when the dopamine wears off, and we are usually left with a physical feeling of bloating and digestive comfort, as well as that original emotion, and an emotional feeling of guilt and shame for eating so much food when we didn't really want to eat it, and probably a lot of negative thoughts about ourselves, and we know it doesn't serve us. Right? We know, we understand that this does not serve us and we so badly want to stop. So how do we begin to address and reduce our emotional eating? Right, It's not just don't eat the food, right? It's not that easy. Okay. So as you can imagine, I have a ton of podcasts on this very topic. So take a listen to any of those to get a deeper dive into emotional eating. Anything emotional eating or cravings, go for it. I'm going to walk you through three steps you can do to help you recognize and start to reduce your emotional eating. Number one, 
identify the emotion. Okay. What is the emotion you're feeling? Is it fear, frustration, stress, overwhelm, anger? What emotion are you trying to cover up with food? Okay. So identify what it is. Now I want you to identify the cause of the emotion. Now you're probably going to say, hmm, cause is my boss, my kids, my weight, my spouse, my friends, politics, etc." right? We tend to blame our emotions on other things that are outside of us. But what I want you to recognize is that you are responsible for your emotions, okay? It is your thoughts that create your emotions. It is your thoughts about work your boss, your kids, your spouse, or politics that are creating your emotion of stress, frustration, anger, etc. right? Not the things themselves. Once you realize this, you will take back so much power, my friends. Don't give your power to other things and people. Be responsible for your emotions. Now, it's perfectly okay to have negative thoughts about your boss when they are mad at you or demanding a lot from you, right? But recognize that they are your thoughts and that you have the power to shift them, okay? Or you take responsibility for your stress from your boss, okay? So once again, it's okay to have these negative thoughts. I'm not saying don't have negative thoughts. But just own the thoughts, right? I'm pissed at my boss right now. Not really, not really, but (laughs) just an example, right? (laughs) I'm pissed at my boss right now. That's okay. You can be pissed at your boss, right? But just own that it's your thoughts around something your boss did or the way they, what they said or, you know, something, right? Okay. Um, Number three, create and implement other ways to process that emotion. When you are feeling, let's say, overwhelmed, what are some things you can do besides eat food to help you process or manage that emotion? Maybe you create a list of things you need to do and then prioritize them and see where you can get support with some, right? Maybe you ask for help. Um, Get the kids doing chores and helping out. Um, Having a conversation with your partner to see if you guys can come to a solution and they can help take on more responsibility or help you with uh, some things for a period of time. Maybe you add in deep breathing throughout the day or meditation in the evening to help you unwind and recharge for the next day. Maybe you do some thought work daily or weekly to help you create new supportive thoughts that help you manage your overwhelm. What are some things you can do to help you manage and process these emotions that you usually numb yourself with food, right? Now, when you change a habit or you just change anything, your brain is going to protest and want to do what it has always done, right? It wants to get that concentrated hit of dopamine and do its automatic habits, which is eating at night. So know that when you are implementing or, sorry, intentionally working on stopping a habit or working on reducing your emotional eating, that it is going to be awkward at first. It's going to be awkward, my friends. 
So have grace with yourself. Know you are going to feel weird or off the first few times you try it, but don't worry. It will get easier as you practice. I remember the first time I went to a movie and didn't buy or bring any food. (laughs) Ever since I can remember, going to the movies was synonymous with candy and popcorn. I can remember stopping at the drugstore and buying sweet tarts to bring into the theater. Or my dad getting popcorn and munching on during the show. So when I challenged myself to try something new and not eat during a movie, I had to admit it was a little awkward. I was sitting in the theater and my brain was like, don't you need to go get some candy? The movie will be so much better with candy. A movie isn't fun without candy. (laughs) These thoughts were going through my brain because that is what I was used to doing. I was used to eating candy during a movie. And my brain's like, what are you doing? You need to go get the candy. You need the candy. It wants that dopamine hit. I recognized that this was just my brain trying to get a hit of dopamine and do what it's always been doing. I reminded my brain that a movie is good no matter what. I get to sit in a big comfy chair in a dark theater and watch a good flick on a big screen. The movie is so much more than candy. I had to sit in discomfort for a while before my brain gave up and enjoyed the movie. And guess what? The movie was great. Okay. And I still, sometimes I'll go to a movie and we'll get popcorn. Sometimes we'll go to a movie and I'll burn a sneak in a snack. Sometimes I go to a movie and I have nothing. And it's all just fine, right? Because the food does not make the movie. And I have worked on shifting my habit around needing food at a movie. Okay, my friends. So what do you resonate with the most? In regards to nighttime snacking, is it restriction? Do you find yourself restricting food throughout the day and then eating overeating at night? Is it a habit? Is it just something you've been doing for a really long time and you want to stop and now it's really hard? Or is it because there's some sort of emotional eating going on? Okay. Um, So first recognize what is the cause. And then from there, you can find the solution and implement simple steps to help you stop the night snacking, right? You can help yourself with the restriction, help with the habit, help with the emotional eating. Okay. And if you want a guide to go along with this, head on over to kisaamaro.com and just download my how to stop night snacking, nighttime. I think it's nighttime snacking. Either way, it's the still still the same time. Um, download that guide for free and you'll have um, a, a PDF reference. So you'll have all that information there of what to do to help support you. Okay, my friends, this is all I have for you today. Um, if you like what you heard on this podcast, I invite you to head on over to iTunes and leave an honest review. This helps us show up higher on the search results and therefore we can reach and support more people. I'd greatly appreciate it. And join me for my next episode where I share with you how to stay consistent on the weekend. Okay, my friends, until next time, have a great week. Bye.